0: What makes for a great rock guitar instrumental track? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV Podcast. And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Nappo. It's great to have you here. Thanks for coming. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Last show of 2020. Yay. I know a lot of us are are, uh, anxious to uh, say goodbye to 2020. Um, I don't think a whole lot's going to change when the calendar changes. It'll be 2021 and Pretty much feel the same way as 2020 felt but it's just good to say goodbye this crazy year anyway i'm gonna learn about uh some uh rock and roll music hard rock music uh good old-fashioned uh guitar playing uh i believe i believe my guest is from canada i'm gonna have to get that straightened out uh but he's uh he's a hell of a player and uh, kind of uh, old-school rock and roll, hard-edged, hard uh, straight-ahead uh, straight rock and roll. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Uh, before I bring him in, I need to talk a little bit about my sponsors tonight. Tonight's show is brought to you by AudiobooksNow.com. AudiobooksNow.com. You know about the convenience of audiobooks. Uh, please don't make me go through the whole dissertation about how convenient audiobooks are and why audiobooks are great convenience. Uh, But you know you can get audiobooks just about anywhere now. So why audiobooksnow.com? Well, price point, price point, price point is the answer. Uh, Audiobooks Now Club pricing plan is simply the best deal on audiobooks you'll find. It offers a savings and flexibility not found anywhere else with their save on everything discounts, rollovers, exclusive offers, loyalty program, incredible selection, and cancel anytime policy. It simply cannot be beat like a drum. Uh, Plus, uh, get a free premium audiobook on select titles when you click the link that's in the description audiobooksnow.com and even better if you if you do just tonight you can start a 30-day free trial of the club pricing plan which is normally $4.99 a month uh, you get it for absolutely free for 30 days if you're not happy at the end of uh, 30 days you just cancel and you won't be charged a penny great deal I do appreciate you uh, patronizing audiobooksnow dot com and the link is in the description. Tonight's show is also brought to you by Funwise Capital. Funwise Capital a uh, lender matching platform that gets you the best credit lines guaranteed particularly for business uh, you can apply online in 60 seconds or less and there's no effective credit to see how much you can get use the funding for anything you need to start or grow a business that's right i said start or grow a business if you don't have a business yet but you got a solid business plan uh Wow, something is writing as I'm speaking. That's very strange stuff going on there. Uh, something's taking over my machine, folks. Uh, where was I? Oh, if you don't have a, uh, a business yet, but you got a solid business plan that can help you get funding, get the best funding you can qualify for. Um, Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit. Something very strange is going on with my machine, folks. Uh, (laughs) I think I I have somebody must have hacked into my computer and is writing on my screen as (laughs) I'm... (laughs) <laughs> it's very strange uh they have hundreds of five-star reviews on google Chess pilot and facebook and an a plus rating with the better business bureau they provide unsecured lines of credit at zero percent interest for nine to 15 months unsecured term loans loans based on income short-term gap funding and bridge loans they work with real estate startups, franchises restaurants any kind of business any kind of project to get started with them it's really simple you just go to apply that funwise.com slash Mind dog that's apply.funwise.com slash mind dog. Links are in the description, and I do appreciate you patronizing my sponsors. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, scared now. Uh, something strange might happen tonight during <laughs> during the program. I've, I've never seen the kind of things I've just been, uh, witnessing as I've been reading the copy for the ad, ad stuff tonight. Uh, is something took over my machine and started writing a text thing to me, uh, and at one point it was transcribing the words as i was saying right back to me including wow something is um (laughs) very strange we'll see what happens though uh on to the big program tonight darren michael boyd has toured and recorded with various artists including black juju creeping beauty and famous underground featuring the juno award-winning vocalist nick walsh he's a uh virtual also guitarist and uh, as i mentioned he is a straight ahead rock player kind of remind me of music that I came up on when I was a young man, including, you know, people like uh, ACDC and, <laughs> and Black Sabbath and, you know, I, w- I would call it... Um Straight ahead, rock and roll, hard rock, more than metal. But we'll we'll see how he describes it. And, you know, I, I hate to put people in uh, a bag and, and label them. So uh, we'll see how he describes his music. Ladies and gentlemen, please open up your ears, open up your minds, and help me welcome in Darren Michael Boyd to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Darren, welcome.
1: Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, uh,
0: so am I close there with my description of your music? Is uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it definitely, I mean, it, you're right. You don't want to put somebody into a little category, and I'm one of these people that, you know, I I think it's kind of stifling. People love to micro genre everything, and to me, it's like it's it's creative. So um, I grew up on stuff like Meatloaf and Alice Cooper and Queen, wow. and and they, they all did stuff on the same album that you know was wasn't even like it was from the same artist, you know, right. Um, so, but yeah, I would say it, it might delve a little into the metal side, a little bit into the funk, into the pop, into whatever, but it's basically hard rock.
0: Yeah, hard rock, and, and yeah. it's, it's got a straight ahead, it's not like, um, like some of the the latter day hard rockers, they want to overcomplicate things. I think a little bit and like throw in all these like, uh, odd time, time signatures and all that kind of stuff. you have just very straight ahead, rock and roll. Yeah. It's like danceable pop without yeah. the, the screamer vocals on it.
1: Yeah, per- pretty much. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like all kinds of music and, uh, some of the, some of the players out there, uh, you know, on YouTube and stuff, some of the guitar players, are just uh, the, the level of um, skill, you know, and the dedication to being as fast and as clean and good as they are um, is, is really amazing. Um, but to me, I want to listen to something I can throw on in the car or, you know, I don't wow. I just I don't want to just see how fast somebody can play. I want to hear a song. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I grew up on. So, um yeah, so it's not overly complicated.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, not to put anybody else down, I mean, uh, there's, there's room in, in music for everything, but I think with a lot of those shredders, uh, they tend to lose fact uh, lose sight of a song, and yours actually feels, uh, even though, you know, with instrumental rock, it can be all over the place, and you kind of lose that hook, you kind of lose um, that, you know, the 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 idea that it's a song your, so your music is very uh song structured you can tell with you know this is a verse this is a chorus and it yeah, feels yeah. It, it feels like a pop song without the vocals with with the guitar doing the vocal work and I, that's Ooh, that's unusual among you know guitar virtuosos it's inter-
1: interesting you say that because that's kind of um I, I held off from doing this kind of thing you know most of my life because to me, you know, I'm not, I, I get, I've get. i been called recently like a guitar god, a virtuoso, all these things, and I'm kind of going, ah, it's like, not, not really, but uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, when you think of Ace Frehley or Slash or one of these guys, Brian May, who are, you know, are they virtuosos? You know, they're just really great at what they do and right. it reached a lot of people and that's kind of where i fit into to the landscape of a in, instrumental guitar player um i've been writing songs with lyrics for singers my whole life so when i wrote this stuff it's like hey you can tell that like you said there's the verse there's the chorus none of this is all that progressive i don't think any of the songs reach 4 minutes you know they're right. all like right. under right. 3 minutes you know it's not they I'm feel not like trying to be rushed ra- or something radio you know.
0: friendly music <laughs> unfortunately i don't think there's a radio uh f- a radio station that plays any kind of real real music anymore and <laughs> i think that's one of the, one of the problems with the music industry is that uh terrestrial radio is just pure garbage now so if yeah. to find music like yours you're going to have to go on the internet or Spotify or, you know. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, all there, right? It's, yeah.
1: And it's funny you say that because, I mean, to me, it's one of the, that's a, a really kind of insulting thing when people are always saying, oh, there's no good music anymore. And it hasn't been written. No good music has come out in 40 years or whatever. And you know what? I I love, like I said, all these artists from like the Beatles before I was born and stuff like that but to say that nothing good is coming out now is, is insulting to those of us who are doing it. I agree. Um, It's also kind of ignorant because it means you're not looking for it because it is there.
0: Well, Um, I think that you just hit on it. It's, it's laziness. People, uh, we got used to the radio spoon feeding us. uh, But the the difference is in, in the old days, and I hate to say that phrase because it it gives away how old I really am. But, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Radio used to spoon feed us quality music. Now they uh, they spoon feed the public cookie cutter pop that is auto tuned and the same four chords on every song, and it just it becomes really um, it's not it's not good music at all. Uh, it's on, like a science, breath, right? right?
1: It's, it's like a made in a factory rather than you know it's, because and I mean a lot of music, a lot of genres, even metal. Uh, and the, it's kind of a shame because the bands and the artists are so great the musicianship is phenomenal but a lot of the sound of it is just kind of generic to me right. you know because it's all the same plugins all the same and it's it's kind of a shame but i guess that that happens it'll it'll evolve i guess but um, I'm not,
0: I think uh, what we know as terrestrial radio is going to eventually go away. More people, especially in cars, are, to, are going to satellite now. So, yes. in, in that case, your music would be played on satellite radio. It's just not going to be played on uh, commercial terrestrial radio, where they want to play uh, what Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and that kind of stuff over and over again, yes. or something that sounds equally like though you know, yes. McDonald's hamburgers.
1: For a form of right right and there's a pla- i know you know what I, there's a place for it it's fine i don't hate all that stuff i just think it's kind of putting it in this little box here's right. what here's here's your fast food box and that's right. okay but can you imagine if stairway to heaven came out now like no, nobody would ever no, today nobody would even click on it to listen to it no one would get past the first like 10 seconds of it let alone to be like where's the song right And now it's like this epic masterpiece that stood the test of time, but today nobody has the patience for it. And it's funny, like you're talking about radio, the first single that I did as an instrumental song um, on my first album, Lifting the Curse, was called... Uh, this song won't get played on the radio, <laughs> and they made a video for it. Just that was that's what started this whole this whole mess. Is <laughs>
0: you're almost shame almost shaming them into playing it, but no. Well, I have uh, this
1: theory that if you if you use the word radio in a song, that they have to play it. They're just going to want to play it. So oh, all right. yeah, good. That was my theory. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting that you brought up the stay, stay way to heaven came out now because on Twitter today, so I, I somebody uh, started a thread of talked about it started with the eagles uh lying eyes and he said you know that song has eight verses and choruses in it and a song that had eight verses and chor- oh it was on facebook in a songwriting group the guy okay. said it, it, so write songs as long as you want and don't be restricted and then people started commenting back he said, said you know what would would stairway away having to even get any any traction at all in today's marketplace Mm -hmm. what about bohemian rhapsody and then it went on for there but i i I noticed that somebody else brought up stairway to heaven and if it came out today what would be the reaction to it it's just curious um so hold hold up the album again
1: the the cd yeah Yeah.
0: and that's called uh wonders of the invisible
1: world that's it yeah that's that that's the new one that just came out yeah now
0: now tell me a a, a little bit about that title what does that mean to you
1: um (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, it goes back to the, the, the whole um, the Salem witch trials, is where there, there was a, a book written about, which was basically, um, geez, what was that, 1693 or something like that, um, which was basically just, um, how do I explain this, what's the, the word, like justifying the the atrocities that that took place, basically, and to me, I, I that title stuck in my head for such a long time, and so I I said, you know what, the, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to, you know, pretend I came up with it, but it, it's kind of taking some of that power back because to me, music is is invisible, like unless you're reading sheet music, which right, you know, ju- no judgment if you want to, but I mean, music generally. It's in the air, right? And that's to me, that's the wonders of the invisible world is, is right. the music that we hear. So that's Aren't, that's the long story.
0: <laughs> that, that's pretty good because I, I noticed there are some themes that um, I just want to say my audience would relate to it within some of the the titles and stuff that you you've come up with. One I noticed in particular was uh, the Earth is uh, B flat. I believe it's that's the title, right? The or Earth is B flat.
1: Yeah, that's on the first album, yeah. Right, yeah. right. And so
0: I've had, flat, a, a matter of fact, a, a flat earther guy just um, asked me <laughs> I if know. he could be on the show yesterday, and I, I said, no, I've had enough of that, and that will respectfully decline. But the idea that the uh, earth actually vibrates to the tonality of B flat, uh, I don't think a lot of other people are kind of uh, hip to that or even know about that. Uh, <laughs> is that what inspired, inspired that song
1: no the the title came from uh the the song kind of had a sci-fi sound it just developed that way and also i just thought it was hysterical that, that you know i thought it was funny that's about it i was watching a lot of x-files reruns at the time and yeah i really and not even joking i was and uh that's that's where it came from
2: Pretty and,
1: cool. yeah yeah so nothing to a lot of times some of these titles really. There is a story, you know, like, a, but it's hard because there are no lyrics, so people are like, "What?" And the,
2: right? <laughs> what it, does that yeah.
1: mean? So you're painting a bit of a picture as people are listening, you know.
0: But the yeah. the fact that there, you know, the flat Earth theory is still out there, and I, I think when uh when I went to your YouTube page and and saw that video, I think there was a uh I don't know if you put it in there or YouTube put it in there, the wiki page uh uh WikiLeaks or wiki page wiki. Well, listing of uh, the flat earth theory and what, what, you know, the current state of people bringing back flat earth theory. But I I don't think any, uh, any of it mentioned that the fact that musicians have determined that the natural, uh, vibration of the earth is that 60 hertz hum that we hear uh sometimes when you get when you're plugging in an amp which actually turns out to be be flat. So,
1: wow that's yeah. a, a total coincidence yeah and i'm kind of fired right? like it's that um what was that um oh that that movie with the oh, man it's like right there the close encounters oh yeah uh, you know where he's got the the that little musical tonality thing that right, yeah, right. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it i've been trying to find that movie just because of that i want to see it again <laughs>
0: right so i i think and uh i think that's why i tried to write in b flat when i first found out that the earth was in b flat i thought you know writing in b flat would somehow feel more natural and and get it you know more a more of a uh, organic response from people just by playing in b flat turns out it's not necessarily the game. <laughs>
1: well, that's, be good that's again going back to that factory right like this many beats per minute and all right, that yeah, right. and it's funny because i actually made sure there was one b flat chord in the song because the, <laughs> the rest of the song isn't it's not in b flat and i don't <laughs> believe the earth is flat sorry i just it just it was a song title yeah. but yeah. it was funny because uh I have my, the whole, both albums are tuned down a half step. So my E is E flat and um, unless I'm, you know, detuned or whatever in the C sharp, but basically it's it's tuned down a half step. And I saw um, just in a Google search about the song, it showed up in one of these websites that says, here are the beats per minute of this song and the key and all that. And, but it was not right, so. (laughs) I don't know should I should I say anything like what you know yeah. I'm not sure. You know, would would Steve Vias anything? Would Eddie Van Halen say?
0: <laughs> well, speaking of, of the tune down thing, uh, the down tuning down to E flat. Now, I saw some videos uh, recently from you know YouTube. is filled with guitar experts now, and yeah, you don't yeah. know who's who's telling you real stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, but uh, claiming that Leo Fender originally designed the Stratocaster to be tuned to E-flat and strats naturally sound better and feel better in E-flat. Now, I can't, myself, I've tried it and it's, it feels okay. And I like it. I always thought people tuned down for the vocal um you know being able to sing a little, the song a little bit like stevie ray vaughn or whatever yeah, yeah. but I, I can't tell any real difference it doesn't feel any more natural to me on a stratocaster to be playing it uh tuned down uh i noticed you play on a telecaster but uh, uh a lot yeah,
1: um and Les paul too that's my right. name yeah right
0: yeah. um so do you uh do you notice any difference in the overall tonality of you know the the tonality of the the instrument by tuning down
1: i mean really this all started with um my band famous underground that was the first time that we you know i started tuning down a half step because the that was the tuning of the band i was hired i joined and um and so it just became easier when my other band creeping beauty I was writing for him like you know if I have to keep tuning my guitars all over the place let's just do everything in E flat and <laughs> so when I started recording the instrumental stuff it was just already I just got in the habit of tuning uh, half step down and I kind of thought like why am I even doing this there's no vocals there's no yeah, you know right. <laughs> but now it's like well if I ever you know finally get this playing live which right now of course who knows what's gonna happen there but once I do Um, I don't want multiple albums with different tunings all over the place because then if I'm running tracks, which I hate to say it, but I probably would be because there's so much layering, you know, there probably would be some sort of background tracks. So it just seems weird. Like, (laughs) how would I do that? I'd have to be tuning different guitars all the time. And so I thought, you know what, I'll just leave it. It's fine.
0: It sounds cool. It's a, it doesn't bother me. So. Now uh, I noticed. Um, well, let me let me stay on that for a second because throw the uh, conspiracy theories, people, the flat earthers, and all that a bone. Because uh, where I'm going to go now, I had a guy on the show who is of that ilk, and he is um, part of this new movement of 432 hertz. Are you familiar with that? movement
1: oh i yeah i heard something i think it was like adam neely or somebody did a yeah adam Adam neely
0: did a piece on it and then uh i i had to research it because i was having this guest on who uh claims that you know he's one of those 432 hurts people and okay. and so I, had, I and i watched adam neely's video on it and so i was ready to kind of use that to debunk it and ever all the stuff that adam neely had warned me that he was going to say he said like the nazis uh, now are the ones who are responsible for 440 and all that stuff and i i, I held my tongue i didn't i didn't refute it because uh <laughs> i i kind of had an idea it would be uh it would just start a fight with the guy and i didn't mm. i'm not into that but uh yeah. I, I think it's interesting the whole idea of 432 but again i i kind of agree with adam neely and i agree with adam neely on a lot of stuff because he's really smart yeah
1: you can't yeah it's hard not to <laughs> right. I, I find a lot of i i find a lot of those um youtube channels and this throws me into a, a big waste of time like a lot of people <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. although it, i shouldn't say waste of time it it takes up time but it's not a waste because um, a lot of him and Rick Beato and some of these guys are like just you know, right over my head. I'm like, okay, I gotta rewind that and what right. did he say, you know, but it's okay. You can't you can't retain everything, but some of these guys are just
0: yeah, some of the jazz so guys, you, you yeah. know, it's, I, I think we can ruin music if we try to analyze it too deeply. If we try to get too much into uh, the, you know, nuts and bolts of why we feel what we feel from it, you can yeah. take that magic, you know, sometimes the spontaneous magic yeah. you feel from hearing a track and just the, the initial jolt it will give you or whatever you feel from it is yeah. enough to, to emotionally to get the satisfaction of it without having to tear it apart and say, what was that? And you know, Unless I'm yeah. going to try to learn that piece for myself, uh, analyzing it, I think can be uh, um, counterproductive for for you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I know. I thought that too. With, um, I, I mean, I I don't know. I know some theory. I you know, obviously, when I'm like putting harmonies together and layering stuff, and and you know, like again, this thing I did everything. Every noise you hear on there was me. So um you have to have some idea what you're doing i guess um but it can still come from just like uh, on the first album i noticed that too i'm like oh, i need some sort of you know piano or keyboard or whatever i don't know how to play it well i better figure out <laughs> i know what I'm, I'm hearing it i have to figure it out and and that's
2: yeah
0: I'm kind of the same way. Like, I, I play saxophone only well enough to record the parts that I want to play. And I can't necessarily play a whole solo in one sitting. I can play, like, the few yeah. notes and, and and cut and paste the notes together to make yeah. it sound yeah. like a good saxophone.
1: which <laughs> yeah. is fine. You know, that's how I, do, I play drums, you know. I used to be – I don't know if I used to be better or not. I just used to be more – I have better stamina, like physical – and then my mind can play better than what I physically can. <laughs> and then right. after, uh, you know, I had a car accident, and and now it just now most of it I'm doing, you know, uh, recording, um, like fate programming, I guess you'd say, because a bit of a hybrid because I can't physically, mm. I, it just doesn't feel right, you know. And of course, I could get somebody else to play drums, but so much of this is just the sake of efficiency. It's you know, here's what's in my head and I'm just doing it from home. So
0: right. Um yeah. speaking of the car accident, uh Michael uh Stover, who actually uh he's uh the guy who put me in contact with you, uh said that there was an interesting story about uh the car accident that changed your approach to making music. Can you tell me a little bit about what he was referring to?
1: Well, probably pretty much that. I mean, really I I was um I w- was playing at a you know, a bunch of different bands and, uh, had a car accident, somebody ran a red light and into me and I was like actually coming home from a rehearsal and it, you know, I was okay, you know, but the whole process, um, I mean, I'm still sore, you know, still every day I'm kind of like, uh, you know, but, uh, there was no, there were no broken bones and all that. I went to the hospital and I, you know, it, it was a long recovery of physio and, a lot of psychological stuff, the legal litigation process was probably the worst thing of the entire thing. So um, I don't know where, where are you located?
0: I'm in New York on long, long Island, New York. Okay.
1: So, I mean, I I imagine is probably not much different, but here in Canada, at least in Ontario, Canada, where I am, i mean i just wouldn't want anybody getting in a a, in a (laughs) personal injury yeah uh, my son had
0: a a suit that lasted seven years from a car accident where he was hit and it was just like constantly in court and
1: yeah and it just ruins like literally ruins your life so about three years of my life almost was pretty much uprooted and anyway so the good news is i'm here to complain about it and uh, (laughs) you know so I, i don't like to make it out to be in fact, I was really uncomfortable even talking about it at first because I thought, you know, people have worse problems than I do. But then I also realized it's part of the human experience. Like, not everybody gets in a car accident, but a lot of us do. And nobody gets through this without some sort of trauma. And we're all going through it right now, actually. Um, This is very similar, you know, that the situation where everybody's like, in lockdown, and, and don't know what It's coming tomorrow, can they go back to work? What's gonna happen? That's kind of what it felt like for three years for me. What do I do? So I couldn't go out and play the shows that I was used to. The the, you know, metal third hard rock shows with a lot of energy and headbanging and stuff. I couldn't do it physically. I was being monitored and watched every single move that I, I made so they could say, Well, you know, you're fine, right? So even though you go and play your guitar for An hour half hour show and then you're sore for the next two weeks like you know back in physio and um, anyway all of these things to say um, you know that that it it changed things because I started playing an acoustic version of creeping beauty because it was easier to you know carry an acoustic guitar Um, and then I I just had all these songs and all these ideas in my head and that's when I started creating some instrumental stuff because I thought it doesn't work with anything else that I'm doing right and or at least not entirely there were some weird stuff and um that's when i released that video song and video for you um the song won't get played on the radio and the response was great people were really because it was just totally goofy there was no expectations and people really seemed to like it and have a lot of fun with it so i thought okay i did another one and then eventually i'm like you know what i'm just going to make an album and then it seemed to turn into a legitimate project at some point.
2: Well, good for you. Yeah, um, so.
1: Uh,
0: so let's give the people a little bit of a taste there. I want to play first uh, um, Wonders of the Invisible World. Now, on this track, uh, as you mentioned, you're playing everything um, a kind of... Uh, I don't know if this is intentionally done, but trying to have a different look for all three people. But we know we we know all <laughs> you know, three people are the same people. Now this one, it, it, you, I believe this is the one you you you're playing uh, Les, Les Paul on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else we need to know about before I play it?
1: Um, no, that's it. I was just having a goofy time. It cost me about eight dollars to make. You know, <laughs> too lazy, height of laziness. I didn't even do a a, a filter. It's just jamming. You know.
0: Love it. So this is called uh, Wonders of the Invisible World and it goes just like this. Love it, man. Love it. Um, well, there's a lot of things I want to talk about now. No, first of all, you sell the idea that it's three guys actually in the same room enjoying the, the experience together pretty well. Uh, and I particularly like the, the tossing uh, and catching. You know how I did. You know, it's
1: funny you say it because I thought about it. Most people probably just think somebody threw it to me.
2: Um, right, yeah, that's
1: but, what I thought. But I'm there by myself. I did it, like most videos. I, I set up the cameras and I film it all myself and edit it and everything, which is, uh, you know, and that's a good lesson, too, for, for other artists that, you know, want to hire a film crew and everything. There's nothing wrong with that if you if you can afford it. But it's also, you know, I look at it like it's not about me, really. It's Even though it's all me on the screen, it's about entertaining other people. So you can do that, like... For, this was a good example. It, it was just jamming, but anyway, how I did that was um, I just did a reversed the, the camera. So I planned it. I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I hope it works. And then the one I just threw it through the pick, and uh, so then I reversed it so it looks like I caught it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I threw. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I'm Steven Spielberg here. I got. <laughs> yeah, no, it works. It works. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I was I was wondering about that. I like I said, he had to have somebody else there. I said to myself, he had to have somebody else there with him <laughs> to at least doing that part of it. Why isn't that person that, like moving the camera or something? Ever yeah, once? yeah, because I didn't do
1: any. Like sometimes I'll find ways to do that. And in the first video that I did, and a couple of them, uh, I am wearing like disguises, but it's very it's still like really obviously me. I'm just being goofy about it, right. and. Um, you know, I, at least I think it is, although I've had people comment on Facebook and stuff going, you know, what's your bass player playing? And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I,
0: know, got that. it. I got that too because uh, I, I have several videos where I'm playing all the instruments on it and uh, one and one person said, you're a bunch of old geezers. I said, it's just one old geezer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <A bunch> of, <laughs> <laughs> How old am I if I combined all my ages? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> and and it, de- it definitely seems like they're You know, you bring a uh, like a fun experience, like, uh, and it's you kind of as a viewer, you kind of lose track of the fact that it's all one guy watching this because it seems like three guys in a room having fun. The other thing uh, that I think uh, ten years from now you're going to look back and uh, the the mask is going to be a funny thing. The drummer wearing. I hope so.
1: That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you know what. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, like make it the, you know, the COVID video. I'm just going to, I was thinking of different ways that I can at least say, okay, that's the bass player at a glance. That's the drummer at a glance. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll put the mask on
0: and You know, Uh, what are you drinking through the mask? (laughs) What is that cough syrup? What is
1: that? Uh, Well, it's a bottle of Southern comfort.
0: (laughs) Oh, it is.
1: (laughs) But there, it actually, I'll, I'll, I'll cop to it. I'll admit I, it is iced tea. Because um, I'm driving there and I'm like, ah, you know, and and then the worst thing about it was that there was, I guess I didn't rinse the bottle because it was still enough Southern comfort that like, I'm going, oh, it's just soaked through the (laughs) masses. So I'm like, I better not get pulled over. Yeah, Uh,
0: (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the process there. Because to me, it's always, I'm always curious about... Uh, when people play in real drums, uh, I'm guessing you start with the drums in recording, right? You do the drums first?
1: Uh, usually, I mean, it is it is a different process now when you're doing it, you know, all like in a, a computer um, because occasionally I'll, I'll record riffs and, you know, I do it on my phone all the time. I did it like three times today where I'm going up uh, memo and like you know, I'm I'm do, working on something else and then something comes to me and I record it. So that happens all the time. Um, and sometimes I don't really have much in the way of drums, so I'll just record to a click. But the difference is I'm constantly rebuilding the stems throughout the whole process, which is, you know, if I went into a studio, it would be hard to do that. You know, you'd you'd go in and go, all right, I better get my part right. recorded, you know, and that's how I used to do it. In the old days but now it's like it's an interesting process I, I kind of enjoy it because um the way it develops would be different you know what i mean like it would be Absolutely. different but so now i'm i go to the gym and i have my like the the crappiest little ipod shuffle and i'll put those songs in whatever form that they're they're in and they could just be like one guitar and and drums and i'll just listen to it and when you're doing something else or driving in the car, you're not focusing. You don't have a guitar in your hand or whatever. And then you go, oh, okay, that chorus is too long, or you know, whatever it is. Like I, I am, now I'm hearing a different harmony or something, and that's that's how it kind of make a mental note. And I also do the same thing with mixing too, because you're you're listening on different systems, right. and like everybody else would, and. So, I mean, I didn't start out doing this with the idea of being a producer or a mixer or, you know, like that. Nobody does, but it
0: yeah. is, it, uh, uh, you know, in yeah. today's world, everybody is doing that. Yeah,
1: and I, I'm not ashamed of the product, you know. I'm like, okay, you know, it's not perfect, but it's, it's okay, you know. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, th- that's a great point. In, in the one or one of the bigger things about everybody being able to have their own home studio now is that in, in uh, back in the day, the old days, you, it, it would cost you a lot of money if you wanted to go back and re- whole, totally do a wholesale change on a song. Say instead of that chorus, there, I want to cut that, and make it a half chorus, or whatever kind of big oh, yeah. change that it would just cost you, it could cost thousands of dollars and, and that would prohibit you from doing something like that. Now you can experiment experiment more. And to your point, uh, I always love listening while I'm driving and do my best self-critiquing, listening back to what I did while I'm driving and saying, you know yeah. what? That could be changed here. That can be changed there. Yeah. Couldn't do that in the old days. No, and, and you're,
1: you know, exactly right. I I actually have done that a few times in this recording process where everything was, like almost done in a song, and I literally cut out a whole part. And you know what? You can do it. Shift everything over. Listen to it and go, no. Nah. And then you like don't save it, and you're back to the way you were. You,
2: <laughs>
1: right. you you're like you, the story of um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. How they like that was stretching the tape. And if they were at the point where if they, you know, that whole thing could have been destroyed. Right. Or not right. Close. You know we. Like, now there is the possibility of systems crashing or losing parts and stuff, but um, I guess we have our own problems now with technology, but... Yeah,
0: it solves a lot more than it it creates, though. True, yeah. It saves a lot of
1: time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, those problems when, uh, back in the day, when you would screw something up in in the beginning and make things almost unfixable, uh, it was a nightmare. I lost... I had a, we had a flood here where, where I am 35 years ago, and I lost uh, all of my life's work before that two inch tape that was just, you know, destroyed yeah. under salt water. Uh, yeah now there would be a digital copy somewhere back up on a nice hard drive somewhere and that's you know one of the big biggest things is being able to back stuff up yeah
1: yeah and and the idea of actually doing it instead of just thinking about it right you know i did that Uh, the other day i'm like you know i didn't save this stuff i better put it
2: yeah uh
0: what about tone how much because so uh, the guitar players that um i talk to on a regular basis are almost obsessed with tone and and you know um I, sometimes it's uh what pedals do you use, what amps do you use what kind of mm-hmm. what kind of gate what gate strings do you use all that kind of stuff that goes mm-hmm. are you uh obsessed with tone or are you just kind of i know what I want these are the settings I get I'm looking for a gener- generic hard rock sound, and here here's what it is what what's it's, your
1: well this how my particular i was a little more open to um uh experimenting um you know, because you find some cool things, and it inspires uh, when you you find a new effect or something like that. It it inspires your your playing too. So I think tone is important in that way. Um, I mean, if you plug into your amp and you feel something like, and I mean physically when you're playing, it feels good. You know it. It's not just what you're hearing. It's it's a whole you know. But I'm not somebody who could talk for, well, I probably could, but you know, some people just know all these pieces of gear and how to run them and what you get. Um, I just, I've been, as the older I get, the more simple I want things, (laughs) Uh, less things to go wrong. I I reverted back to stomp boxes. You know, I have a pedal board with some old school stomp boxes running in because I want the the speakers pushing air and the, the sound of the amp rather than i don't know some electronics and 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 there's nothing wrong you know what a lot of people are using like campers and stuff like that and maybe if i you know was out touring uh you know playing every night then that would be something i would consider too but um yeah right now what i'm running is two an orange and a marshall jcm 800 and simultaneously at the same time so (laughs) yeah and it sounds great i love it so uh, but, uh, you know, this has been said before, and I've said it a million times, but if if I, you know, plugged into Eddie Van Halen's rig or, you know, Brian May's rig, I wouldn't sound like them. I play their songs and still not sound like them. Right,
0: yeah, I know. They, they can
1: pick up an acoustic guitar and still sound like them. So the, the whole tone is in the fingers thing isn't a myth. I, I totally believe it. I think
0: i think it's in the, it's in the hands and it's also in the mind uh you know in the, yeah. the mind of the player who's and uh, how do you approach it and all that stuff it's so it's yeah. it's a whole human being more than just the hand yeah. but i agree with you yeah. Well
1: yeah. is it like somebody like like nuno bettencourt or you know guthrie Gaughan or one of these like they're all fantastic they're all playing the same instrument and they all it's like it's more unique than our own voices you know all so right. that's one of the things that i find so fascinating and and amazing about the instrument
0: yeah uh yeah i agree and you know what i don't think uh, that's one thing where i know people who spend years trying to emulate too many uh guitar players and then they mm-hmm. they, they lose their own identity in in mm-hmm. their in that sound i think it's important to, to kind of carve out your own you know uh, you know yeah. gilmore david gilmore's type of yeah you you know it's him. You can yeah. you, you don't have to guess when you hear it, you yeah. know yeah. that kind of thing. That's important for yeah. a musician to to hold and, on to.
1: And a lot, of, so much of that is is your vibrato and your note note choices, and you know again, it's like your voice, right? And and this, um, where is it? Like you probably can't read it, but here it is. Hold uh, on,
0: one second. Hold that up. Let's see that. Right.
1: Let's see. Can you see that on the bottom? Oh, here I'll hold it dedicated to the uh, memory of Edward Van Halen this this was just being released what uh, when he passed away so I mean that obviously touched so many people and like you know he he was the I can't even tell you the impact that he had on me and it, and when people would say well not that anybody said it but if you listen to this I don't sound like Eddie you know no. but um, I if if you asked Eddie, I don't think he would want somebody to to sound like him. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. would be, that's the point. There are so many people when I was growing up, I had friends that, you know, tried to learn every either Randy Rhodes lick or every Angus Young lick or Eddie Van Hillen and whenever they tried to write a song, well, they sounded like a second rate version of what's right. already there. And so even at my age of like, you know, 15 or whatever it was, I was like, well, I, w- I want to write songs, and, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to write songs that, from that, somebody who's already great and already doing it.
0: That was you his know. approach, too. I, I saw uh recently an interview, an old interview where, not that old because it was uh, somewhere uh, in his 50s. I guess he just turned 50 when he did the interview. Uh, but he was saying that he was he stopped listening to... Uh, other players like after Eric Clapton and Cream I mean even like Led Zeppelin and stuff he wouldn't intentionally not listening to what was happening on the radio when he was 15 and 16 17 years old playing because he did not want to be overly influenced by them he wanted to have his own original sound and his own original song so uh, Um, there's a lot to be said for that Um, it's either
1: that or or listen to everything <laughs> you know, that's right. kind of like i am now I, I just you know i i feel like there are not not enough hours left in my life to listen to all the stuff that i love you know uh, and and find and discovering new artists too you know it's uh
0: well i can help you know. with that one of our sponsors is my no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 one of my sponsors actually is promotes a product that uh, claims it can double your lifespan or 90, add 90% more life. to you. So basically, you live to like 140, 150 years old. So that should uh, be interesting.
1: And a uh, money, money back guarantee if you don't like, uh, I shouldn't um, even say that. I, that's, I, I'm, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I, there is some kind of, uh, of guarantee on the, but not on the lifespan stuff, on the other, uh, you know, 30-day free trial or whatever it is. (laughs) But uh, they're not the sponsor tonight, so forget I even mentioned it. Um, (laughs) But You know, whenever... I'm I'm telling you, folks, there is a gremlin (laughs) at work here tonight. Before, when I was reading the ad copies, just out of nowhere, and I wasn't touching anything, all of a sudden, a text edit popped up and started writing what I was saying. And I was like, wow,
1: that's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, there's something going on there, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then that, you just popped up without me touching anything. It's like, <laughs> there's something going on in here tonight. Anyway, uh, back on tone for a second, because I want to talk about this I with the, the telecaster, because I'm intrigued by the the fact that you're playing harder edge music with a telecaster. Telecasters are generally, uh, people think of them as country twang boxes or, or um, you know, possibly uh, I guess country, rock ability, that kind of stuff. You don't think of it as a hard rock or heavy metal guitar, but there you are playing that kind of stuff and it looks like you, you haven't done any like custom pickup work. It looks like kind of stock so it,
1: it is stock. Work. The only thing I changed on that guitar is the pick guard Wow, and I put the mirrored one on. and And do you, do you recognize the guitar? Uh, I'm, giving, I'm going to give something away here. That
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't.
1: Because that is a Brad Paisley. I was going to say
0: Brad Paisley because the color it. of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so it was a a, a Paisley pickguard, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want that because I I'm somebody who I've, my whole life is like I don't want to play somebody else's signature guitar because it's just sort of like that's their thing. Um, but most people who listen to what I'm doing don't even know, they don't, like, uh, at least that I know of, nobody has really pointed it out. Um, so I changed the the pick guard. but man, it, it was just great. The first time I saw it hanging on the wall, I'm like, look at this stupid thing, right? And I pick it up and I start playing, it. I'm like, man, this is crazy, and it sounds really good. Um, so I ended up buying it, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, and I wanted it, one
0: too when I when it first came out. I remember that's why I recognized the color, but I didn't think it was a paisley. Uh, I guess because of the pickguard change. But... Yeah,
1: oh, it sounds great, in it and it's it's you know stays in tune pretty well, and uh, um, you know the, I think like Mick Mars played a telly, John Five plays a telly, but they've got like humbuckers. They've got definitely right. some modifications. Yeah, um, the one thing I like about it is that you know when you there is a clarity so if you're strumming some kind of weird you know seven chord or something I don't want to say weird but when you're playing through distortion um you, you can still hear all the strings you can hear that chord where it sometimes gets hairy uh, but with the the telly it's pretty clean um I it, it's interesting it'd be fun to go through this the album and go what was I playing but most of it was the, the Les Paul and the rest was the um, the telly, and there's one other one, and that is uh, speaking of signature guitars, I have a Prince Cloud guitar, Schecter, oh, wow. and I I play on the last song that we just heard, "The Wonders of the Invisible World." I played a rhythm track and one of the solos on, with that guitar too. So
2: wow. Uh,
0: I,
1: I yeah. should write these things down. So, <laughs> I so I
0: I gather you're not one because there uh, so many guys now I see have hundreds of guitars. It's like how do you um, find any time to even uh, play them all, or you Tinted know, make strings. Strings on them? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've never. Been, I I always thought you know three or four was enough. I find myself I have more than I more than that now, but I don't ever play. it. there's only two or three I ever play. Uh, mm-hmm. and that one just sits there just for, for looks. Uh yeah. it's, it's a hollow body. and it looks good.
1: Let's see. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I I only play that if the if ever that I got called for a jazz gig, I have a jazz guitar to play, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> so
1: <Yeah. laughs> you know <laughs> well, look, I gotta show you this. It just happens to be sitting here. This is the first guitar I ever bought with my own money. BC Rich, is that
0: what that is? Yeah, a bitch? It's a,
1: it's a bitch, yeah. The first guitar that I ever worked in the mud when i was a kid to buy that and i still have it sitting
0: here <laughs> i was actually working for rick derringer uh when he came out with that model uh oh, wow working for his production company or something oh, not a, not a, yeah. yeah
1: was it didn't he did, he did he play on was it him who played on battered of hell
0: um, I don't know. Todd Rundgren paid on a lot of. On- that's right. Sorry,
1: that's who I was getting mixed up with for some reason. I have no idea why, but yeah, Todd Rundgren. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So speaking of that, Telly, let's now we're gonna listen to another song. It's called "Making a Homunculus." Humun- now, what is a homunculus? Hum- <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, think, I guess like the definition is sort of a a, a miniature person. So it's okay. like yeah, it's, a, it's a, the people have tried to. you
0: want to clue me in about the toad stuff
1: the (laughs) toad. i well i have a business called reptile rainforest and i do educational shows for you know schools or birthday parties or whatever now i'm doing it online because i can't go anywhere um and i just like toads are one of my favorite uh little creatures and and i just find them hilarious and so once in a while, I just have to throw a toad in eating or something because people go, what the hell is that? Exactly. <laughs> what, what's going on? And so that's, yeah.
0: And then I, yeah. I noticed you're also planning on doing a, a podcast or something called the toad, toad Speakers. Oh,
1: Little Toads. Right? Yeah, because I have a song called Little Toad. On, that was my second release. Um, yeah, I was working on that uh, whenever things started to get really locked down for a while. And it was, I was making some progress and even did some interviews that I haven't had time to edit or put out or anything. And it's, I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you, there's a lot of, oh, a lot of yeah. involved, right. A lot of stuff. Yeah. And so it's not like I didn't know that I just, um, it, things started to, you know, pick yeah. up and I really, this kind of became my priority obviously. And then, right. so I, I, I definitely want to, You know continue on with that
0: yeah people think i work two hours a day it's funny uh yeah
1: yeah yeah i know yeah well it's like a lot of stuff right it's a lot of a lot of things like you know when i'll do a cover gig or something and when you consider everything that goes into going and playing a a, a, you know a night of classic rock songs and you know and and like you get a 100 bucks or something and a free drink and people think you're everything's great. And it's like, you know, I was getting a hundred bucks for doing this 20 years ago. Right? You know, it costs more in gas. Now the gears, more, and, everything is.
0: And it's a 14 hour job, not a three hour job or whatever they see. Yeah, and
1: it's not overtime. Like you're not getting paid for your night work, you know, your overtime or, or, right. you know, off time. And then, uh, you know, people wonder why we've become so efficient or lazy. So we're using, like the, the smallest amount of gear possible you know right, or, or yeah. like I do, i'm not even bringing an amp i'm bringing a pedal board <laughs> plug it into the pa i'm not lifting anything i don't have to <laughs> if i'm gonna go and play mustang sally i'm not right
2: <laughs> oh, yeah nobody
1: else cares except for me talking of, about tone right i'm yep. i'm the one that's gonna go ah oh, it doesn't right. sound good nobody else cares they're all drinking and dancing so.
0: absolutely <laughs> so, so let's just, listen to the song we'll come back and we'll talk just a little bit more. Sounds good. The toad, the, the, the warm up, or at the end, at the same—that's the same, no, that's the same uh, thing. You reversed the video.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I was thinking that somebody's going to think I'm like making my toad puke or something. <laughs> but no, toad's fine. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, having a good time.
0: That wasn't you uh, putting some cameras up and doing it yourself. Um, th- This—that's uh, a professional. V-
1: no, no, that's all the same thing. I was a little more ambitious this time, though. Um, in terms of my editing and that, but no, everything was me. Um in the first the first uh go at this, I actually spent about four hours recording my parts and going home and going, no, everything sucks and doing it all over again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But you know, sometimes um when you're when you're editing yourself, particularly visually, you know, you can look at yourself and go, uh, you know, what the that um, looks but- stupid or whatever. And then not those sometimes
0: times, in my case, all the time, but
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there are those times where you just have to say, you know, okay, get over yourself. Like you're seeing it from, you know, your perspective. And that's what I did with this. Eventually it's like, yeah, it's fine. I, I might not think that shot's flattering, but it, it's okay. But the first four, like the, whatever I did those four hours, I was not impressed with that anything. So changed everything, went back and did it again. Um, mm-hmm but I was a little more ambitious with the editing and it's a long, boring process to even bother talking about, but ultimately it was still me doing it all myself. So.
0: Right. Was it a, a red room or was that green screen? Well, then? What was that?
1: It was all green screen. Um, but I used a, a, a filter to, cause there's kind of a weird like haze and everything. And then right. I used a filter to get that. And, um, yeah, it was a little bit of editing work for sure, and exporting and importing and doing all that because I don't have. I mean, I did all that in iMovie. Like, there's. Wow. Yeah, and so you know, and it's funny because I'm not even using. I'm sure, you know, forty percent of what you can do. Right. And I, I think the same thing with like GarageBand and stuff, where people go, oh, it's it's just. You know, I know GarageBand
0: is powerful, uh, but you
1: can do a lot if you you know if you put the the time and learn what you're doing. And I still have so much to learn for sure. Wow, and, that's, that's yeah.
0: really good. Congratulations on well, great Thank work. you. Thank you. Uh, now, the, the the young ladies are they are they <laughs> friends or they girlfriend? What what? Uh, no, actually, wife? it's
1: <laughs> it's actually funny because um, I was like you know i always have that thing of like nobody wants to watch me for three minutes let alone three of me for three you know? okay, so okay. i'm going okay well what can i do and and in my a lot of my other videos i had um girls or usually the same girl who was a friend and then this one this particular one was i just didn't have anybody and at the studio where i recorded it the week week before i was mentioning it to them there and she's like oh well, our staff like we have girls who would love to do that, they do modeling stuff and all that, and sure enough, I just asked them, and they they were there like the next week, and ready to go and yeah, and it—and I was like I'm a terrible director, because I have no direction whatsoever, let's just try this, you know, try that, and they were just great sports about the whole thing, and wow very cool, yeah, yeah, they, yeah and they did a great job, so um,
0: what is the um, scene like, uh, up where I mean, the music scene where you are in Ontario, um uh, is there a viable music scene right now, or, or, or everything's shut down? What? What's- well,
1: yeah, I guess like right now, obviously there's, you know, not much of anything going on. At least now, I shouldn't say there isn't. I mean, we've had um, some of the venues opening enough up enough to at least do some sort of live shows, right? You know, and some some of them have opened up to do live streaming shows and that. Um, you know, there's a, there are a lot of great musicians a lot of great talent you know in the city and uh you know it's a shame because I, i'm sure it's not just here it's everywhere where people are just dying to play and uh you know i never thought i'd want to play those cover gigs as much as i do now just right. to play just to get out there and uh hear wow. the, hear the sound of the the you know the music loud and I can you know. tell you
0: that uh, if you were to do it out there now it would not be satisfying because I've had several occasions of uh yeah it'd be great to be out playing and then when you get out you realize that first of all the 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 room is half empty um by, by design not because yeah. you're not selling tickets but because yeah. because That's people true. are afraid to come out or the the laws suggest that you can only have so many people in a club and I think music uh, is meant to be uh, because it's such a vibrational uh, thing that it's meant to happen in a packed room, the more people that are in the room, the more we all feel it together, we'll become oh, yeah. like one conductor of energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And without that, it just feels empty. I yeah. have I have a gig tomorrow night, a New Year's Eve gig that's oh, yeah. en- ending at nine thirty. So we're 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 celebrating the new year at nine thirty as if it's midnight, which is going to be very. I've weird. done that
1: before. I've done that in the past. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, but the what what I've done that for is um, driving out of town a couple of hours, and what it was is a family thing. So the families go out with their kids and everything and then they celebrate as though it's new year's it's like nine o'clock and then they drop the kids off and you know they go to their uh, adults uh festivities so um but yeah this is the first year uh you know my march break like this the spring break part where i would do lots of of shows for um camps for like reptile shows and it was always one or the other, and sometimes even both at the same venue, same event. You know, where I would do a music gig uh, and a <laughs> reptile show. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, no Canada Day, no, you know, merch break, no like New Year's Eve. I've got nothing. I've like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're right. It's not all that satisfying. You got to do your best and.
0: You know. So, are you optimistic for the the scene coming back uh, anytime soon, and and live music coming mm-hmm. back to any sense of normalcy?
1: Well, it's weird because I can't. I, I'm I'm always optimistic, you know. I always look at it like, yeah, it's gonna. But it is every now and then it grates on you. Like even when I was doing the album, I'm like it's like product placement. i would like okay. <laughs> every time I was when I was working on it, I would have to just you know like this is what I'm doing because I love doing it and uh, but there is that nagging thing like um, I had a little bit of a, an ongoing uh, this is something I learned from having like occupational therapists and stuff after the accident like keeping this sort of list of like a Word document and one of the things one of my goals <clears throat> was to book you know a tour <clears throat> excuse me and so it, it wasn't gonna happen you know and I'm like wow what am I you know, but I was going to do this anyway. But you know what I mean? Right. It was like, um, so a lot. I think there were that that was hard for a lot of musicians this year, and still is a lot of artists, a lot of, you know, people making movies, all all of that, because they're yeah. like, what are we doing this for? And right, right. But and- the good news is, it's been. I don't want to say selling like crazy, but uh, you know, people are supporting it, and people want music, and those who. You know don't have a lot of cash you can still stream it and it still helps me you know you can subscribe to the youtube channel it helps me and it doesn't cost anything you know
0: well speaking yeah. of that we've had we have the url to your website up there darrenboyd.com it's nice and easy there's no michael in that uh, no right? no
1: I, I did this like a long time ago
0: <laughs> right so yeah. I, and so um Basically, they can buy the stuff right there, right? They don't have to go to necessary off your site to, to actually yeah. buy the album. Or, yeah, or... that's
1: right. And if they want, if you like, want to go anywhere else, um, if you go to my site, all the links are there. You click on the thing go to YouTube or whatever. It's everything is there. So
0: cool. Uh, yeah, you have a great uh, publicist working for you. I don't know if publicist is his title. Michael is good. for Michael brought me some really great. Uh, great uh music acts to the podcast i really appreciate him but i know yeah. he works really hard for you and gets your airplay in uh, or streaming play in places that w- would necessarily not you know would be difficult yeah. to get on your own so
1: yeah no and I, I i do appreciate that and and the work he does for independent artists is like right we, we need that you know we need somebody to get the eyes and ears on what we're doing and-
0: well going back to your point earlier and i know we're over time and i'm gonna let you go and okay. in- (laughs) a minute but going back to your point earlier uh you know uh, that thing that people have said you know there's no good music anymore that has always bothered me and it's uh, generally old people people my age or older who say that you know there's no good music anymore there's a a lot of good music out there and michael is one example of uh because he every single artist he's brought through this pro- podcast has been quality so and yeah. he's brought many through here so yeah. there is a lot of quality out there it's just a matter of doing your wh- homework and finding it yeah. and and i guess he's got some really um strong qualifications yeah. or or really discerning um i guess yeah. palette for for uh, you
2: know yeah, you
1: pick, it. pick some good ones yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sure yeah yeah and, and really i think that that's it i think you you said it right. It's a lot of times. It's well. It's not going to be the younger people because they don't they don't have that uh, right. reference. I guess. Yeah,
2: like
0: there's no Nickelback anymore. No, oh,
1: right. Nobody's going to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to say that, and and maybe they will years down the road. But um, and you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a hater. I'm not. I like honestly. Um, like if I don't like something on YouTube, I'm not, I just won't even give a thumbs down. I'll just go on, move on to the next right. thing. I mean, I, that- I think everybody is entitled to do what they, you know, put out what they're doing and, and that's okay. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention, I think a lot of the people who say that there's no good music being made now, it, I don't think they want to hear new music. They're they, they, they are living in sort of like um, an, a nostalgic period and they're, and that's, It's fine. It's no judgment. That there's nothing wrong with that, but stop saying there's no nuke. (laughs) we
0: become our parents and grandparents, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: in, in a lot of ways.
0: But I think you're absolutely right on that. They don't really want there to be new music because, that for, in their mind, somehow it takes away from the quality of what they grew up with or whatever mm-hmm. they loved when they were young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. So, uh, lastly, uh, before I let you go, uh, if if and when things normalize, you mentioned going out on the tour. Is that um, you'd have to hire musicians and all that stuff? Is that something? It's still- yeah. Be looking forward to doing? I,
1: yeah, I would love to. And then the first album, I, I mean, there wasn't the COVID situation or anything, and I, I technically could have, um, but just didn't have the time. And one of the things when you're doing something like this and you're doing it all by yourself, you're taking on, you know, everything, right? The financial right. responsibility and the, the you know, you run right out of time. And so, I mean, I would love to, you know, work with more people in the future going forward, but. If not, I, you know what I would do a, like 10 of these and it would make me happy unless something really cool comes along and interrupts, me and right, like, right. you know, a good touring gig or something, but yeah, no, I, I'm,
0: that's the most important part is that you, you uh, the, doing the work was a rewarding enough experience for you. Uh, I think th- for most musicians, that's an important thing to take away from this conversation. Yeah. Is because you you can't you came away satisfied with the end result and happy with the process. And what else is there if the, if not that? Right. So you continue yeah. you know, growing and and writing more music and yeah. enjoying the life of being a musician is what it's yeah. really all about. It's it not is really- a
1: shame that it's taken so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's not like I haven't had a good life of playing music, but some of the, the times that things were rough, I realized that a lot of it was my own mental state, my own attitude towards things. And, and um, you know, one of the things I, 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 not, I know we're going over time, but here I will give this last piece of advice for anybody who is one of those people going, oh, if I just had, you know, $10,000, if I just had a manager, if I just had this, I only need to get to this next point. Don't be that person, because I was. Lots of us are. It's so easy to fall into that trap. Just, just start. Just do it. You don't need to wait for that next thing, because that, you know, that'll never happen. Get it done. Get it out. <laughs> like finish. That's great. the reward, finishing it, you know?
0: Great, yep, great stuff. I, yeah. I totally agree with you, and that's kind of uh, uh, the the story behind this whole podcast, too, and why I got into it was just to encourage people to live the the life that they feel like they were born to live rather than, that's you know, waiting incredible. for, uh, waiting till you're too old and say, I wish I would have.
1: Yeah, uh, Ugh, this, yeah. you can should yourself to death, right? I should have right, done right. that, and yep. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well i appreciate your time i uh wish you Thank great you. success moving forward we'll continue Thank to you. kind of push your music here uh, again the url mm-hmm. is in the description it's clickable it's darrenboyd.com for people who are interested in finding out more or purchasing the music and uh, darren thanks for a great conversation and a great Thank time you. and you're welcome back anytime my friend uh oh, you, you just talk about music in general or, you know or play yeah. some more of your tunes i'm i'm yeah. more than happy to have you i'm back. always
1: happy to talk about music of any kind we can We can talk about anything, (laughs) any music.
0: Well, well, it's great to have you here and great to get to know you. And thanks thanks for coming and have a great night and bye for now. And Happy New Year.
1: Yes, Happy New Year to you and everybody. Thanks.
0: All (laughs) right, bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% stall-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by Vapor DNA. Founded in 2013, Vapor DNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Darren Michael Boyd, folks, uh, good stuff there. Uh, again, you know, a lot to take away from that Um the the big takeaway, though, is that, you know, you don't find many instrumentalists, guys who do instrumental music, who really have, you know, strong tru- song structure down, like song structure, uh, song structure down, where it actually feels like you're listening to a song rather than just an endless stream of riffing or... Uh, hard to follow type of complications and all that kind of stuff it's just straight ahead good music uh that is basically the guitar is the vocal uh part and so it's really easy to appreciate that at least from my perspective hope you enjoyed this program i hope you come back subscribe go to my youtube channel subscribe there tell your friends tell them to come back and uh go to minddogtv.com and get on my mailing list and questions and comments for me always info at tv.com info at tv.com That's it for this year, folks. I'm done for the year. How about that? Well, it's not like it's a long time, but we will be back on New Year's night with MJ Preston and another uh, um, uh, edition of Meet the Author. Was a sci-fi uh, uh, author named MJ Preston, and so we'll see you then at 8 p.m. on New Year's night because you're probably going to be not too hung over anyway because you're not doing that wild partying, you see. So anyway, hope to see you next year, folks. Uh, Have a great night. Bye for now.